On today's episode, we're talking about our own learning about our work. So this fall, we commissioned a couple of things. We commissioned a retrospective where we talked to clients. We got a branding audit. We had folks come in and look over our finances and make projections. And we just kind of dissected the outside in our work in the past two and a half years. So if you want to know about that, that's what we're diving into today. Yeah, it's awesome. And you get to hear why we were why we were compared with people who take mushrooms. So listen in. Yeah, for it's sure. It's hot. It's hot. <laughs> Thanks, friends. Thank you. I mean, it's, it's, it is slightly a question of where to start on this retrospective, isn't it? Because it's so... We've got so much. Big. I mean, and like, yeah, we just had like two and a half years worth of launch what what i called the hackathon and and um and it's really an assessment of that isn't it and we had an economic assessment we had like we looked at our finances we had a brand assessment and then we had the retrospective which was really looking at kind of what our client experience has been of us as an organization yeah and i think you know part of this was really started by a little bit of a challenge laid down by our developmental evaluation team right which was mm. you know like are you all serious about what you say you do which is say to clients you know we do an experiment we learn from it we pivot and then we do the next experiment and that requires rig- really rigorous evaluation and so, yeah, that's, uh, so how are we rigorously evaluating the outside? And so this fall, we, we undertook, we've talked about the, re- the rest, right? Kind of the rest and reflect. And part of that was a rigorous evaluation from an internal team talking with our clients about what they're experiencing. Are we doing what we say we do? Uh, talking with branders to say, are we messaging and presenting to the world? what we think we're doing. Is there a better way to do that? And then are we being responsible with our money? And what does that look like? And what are the systems now after this two and a half year? I think a hackathon is a nice way to put it, but I also think it's been like pretty rigorous. I think, you know, like it's always been, it's not been just duct tape and. No, no, it's a full on startup, you know, and by, let's be fair, we're good. We're a good you know, we're a good couple of decades into our careers here as we launched a startup, you know. So, um, uh, but yeah, it has been a startup and that's good. And we're getting to a point now where we want to figure out how we institutionalize a bit, how we build stability around our work, how we, do you know what I mean? How it isn't constantly being made up all the time, you know? Yeah. And so I think it's an exciting moment, you know, and, and, and it's been great because there's been a whole range of feedback, I think, you know, from um uh you're doing amazing to you sound like you're on mushrooms <laughs> you know and that's right so i think it's been this like you know real 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 uh you know it's, it's like it's a good it's a, if if it was a uh what's it what's it called when you get a whole bunch of meats and cheeses all laid out uh what do they call that you know one of those plates like a charcuterie plate yeah, yes, yeah, it's, it's okay. like a you know, it's like a charcuterie, isn't it? That's got everything, you know. Our, mm-hmm. the, this the feedback was like a great big charcuterie of feedback, wasn't it? You know, that's right. And there was some there was some relishes on there that like you know I didn't really like the look of, but once I tasted them, I was like, oh yeah, that fits. And so, <laughs> so this whole thing, this whole thing has been a charcuterie. I think that's the metaphor we're going with. I like it. So, um, <laughs> I like it. 
I love a charcuterie. I've got to admit, it's one of my favorite ways to it. A bit of nice crusty bread and some cheeses and pickles and, you know, some pickled onions. Oh, love that. Well, it's so interesting that you use this particular metaphor because, of course, I don't like cheese. And so I would no, be sorry. inclined to say, okay, let me tell you the meat of the charcuterie, the things I liked, and the cheese, the things I didn't like. So <laughs> Nice. Nice. I love it. Good. Let's do it. I think that's the perfect way to go. Tell us about the uh, delicious meats that you enjoyed from the charcuterie of feedback we got. Great. Well, I, fee- <laughs> I noticed that generally our clients were happy with the work. Yeah. The and that feels like one of the main takeaways. So almost regardless of whether it had come in on budget, which you know we try very hard to do, regardless of the so regardless of the pace, sometimes being slower than what they wanted, um, regardless of feeling about whether we'd actually changed the entire system, the feedback overwhelmingly was people were very, very happy with the work that they had. Mm built capacity, that they had made significant change and had personal transformation, and that they'd worked with folks different than them in a way that they didn't know that they could. And so it was almost like, I mean, we because we did get some, you know, challenging feedback, right? So some things that were like, oh. And the meat for me was regardless, clients actually felt quite happy with the work that had been done and with the level Mm. of, uh, yeah. So there's more to say there, but that's kind of like my main meat takeaway. Like, yeah, there's lots for us to do and improve and we're doing something fundamentally right in the work we're doing. Yeah. Which is, I mean, it's, it's encouraging to hear that. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, and, um, I, I think, um, you know, one of the cheeses I picked up and tasted and wasn't sure if I liked it, but nonetheless swallowed was um, was uh, this idea that because we pitch ourselves as doing systems change and equity, mm-hmm. you know, and like what came what came across back from our clients was like, yeah, this is really significant change work, just like you pointed out, you know, but we're not necessarily impacting the dominant mm-hmm. systems around us yet, yet, and that was often you know yes. yet was was part of the feedback too. Um, and like that was kind of hard for me to hear because I've always imagined our work being something that has like a practical, concrete, measurable impact on dominant systems that are in many ways failing many of the people who seek to access them or work for them. And so, uh, so that was hard for me to hear, you know, and um, it, it, it wasn't hard for me to accept, funnily enough, but mm. it was hard for me to hear. Um, and... Uh, but you had a really interesting response to that that kind of turned it on its head for me eventually. Mm. You know where I'm going. So I'd love to, yeah. I do. Uh, one of the things that I just, before I speak that, but really like that you said was I think people did say we had a practical, concrete, measurable impact. That oh, that's true. They said we yes. did. It just wasn't to shift the dominant system, <laughs> which might have been mm. our intent. So just to kind of, I just wanted mm. to pull that apart a little bit because I think part of what delighted me is in the retrospective is that people said that they could point to practical, tangible things that had shifted because of the work. So that's really helpful. And we did, and a sense that we hadn't shifted the larger system they were in. Mm. And so, Mm. uh, yeah, I, I know you were feeling a little blue about that. Um, and I, um, 
true. <laughs> oh, maybe that can be our song do, this do, time. Do, 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 do. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but, uh, and and my response was, well, I I think we can't, and we'll see. What I said I think we can't like hitch our cart to we're actually going to change the system. I think what we do have is a systemic approach, right? That we think mm. more broadly, that we consider issues of equity, of race, of structure, of power, of wealth, of class, of money, that that's all baked into the work. So the approach is really systemic. And so that's what we're standing for. Not that we will absolutely impact to shift your system. Uh, and it's not that I don't want, I obviously want systemic impact, but again, we're two and a half years in, you know, some folks said, well, there's no way we could have shifted the system in the 18 months of this project. And so for me, it's, it's not, it's not a, it's not a stepping back from the impact I want to have at all. It's actually perhaps honing our language and, and getting a little more honest about what the approach is versus what the impact will be. Hmm. I love this idea of a, of, because for us, it's often actually been a non-negotiable for us when we've talked about accepting work or working with folks is that is that um, they're seeking to have a systemic impact in the period of time that they were working with us. That was one of the ways within which we would discern what work we took because we get more offers to work with people than we possibly have capacity to respond to. And so when you did that shift from to oh no, the non-negotiable is that they're taking a systemic approach. Like it actually like opened up a world of opportunity to us too, in terms of the type of work you yes. may take on. I mean, you're like the size of a smile. You look so happy when I say that. And I want to hear more about it. And because it did, it just like, it, it made us, it made me feel free again, mm -hmm. it, you know, in the work when you repositioned it that way. And it was, it looked as happy as you looked when I said it, because it's like, it lifted us again. It just kind of raised our gaze again. It felt less like a, an impossible labor, mm -hmm. you, you know? And um, so that was really, so although it was one of the hardest pieces of feedback for me to hear, I think in some ways, once we processed it and made sense of it together and with the team, um, it's become one of the most liberating uh, pieces of feedback we got in terms of designing our path forward. And with, you know, and I think partly as a result of that, we're stepping into some incredible work this year that maybe last year we would have said no to because exactly. it wasn't being, it wasn't structured around impact on an entire system. That's right. You know, that's right. Um, all right. So I want to hear just like why it made you so happy. And then I have another point I want to build on as well. Well, I think it, it's exactly what you said. For me, it opened back up. Um, what we might say yes to. And I actually found it quite comforting for the first two and a half years to say, this is what we're doing, right? I think those were guardrails that were really, really useful. I think as we were launching the outside, coming from two personal brands to launch something, I think it was, these were really helpful parameters. And I, yeah. I, I just think just like, do you remember when we had this conversation around labels? We actually had on the podcast, like some getting the label like is helpful. And then like, you just move through it. Right. And then it's oh, no yeah. longer all that helpful. And so yeah. I feel like we've built our muscle of discernment enough now that we don't necessarily have to be so rigid. We can say, Oh, is it, what's the aim here? What's the approach here? And it, I just think it frees us up to do different kinds of work and to say yes to different kinds of work. And again, not to begin to expand to having 20 different clients, but to still oh, stay pretty razor sharp, but it just gives us a little bit of breathing room. And I, it's interesting because when I talked with, I just did a round of talking with many of the outsiders, like just an hour conversation around how we might, how we might structure going forward. Um, 
when I brought this point in, people really resonated and it actually made them feel like they were being more honest about their work. Yay. That's a great, the truth will set you free and all that, right? First it'll piss you off. Yeah. Which is what happened. That's all right. Yeah. Yeah. First it'll piss you off, then it'll set you free. (laughs) Nice. Good. Nice. I like it Tuesday. Um, Hashtag. Uh, um, so, uh, <laughs> oh, I know what song we're going to do. I know it's, oh, you uh-huh. do? Ooh. Yeah, it starts off well, with, I better find a poem. Yeah. Um, uh, so here's the other thing. And I think this is it. I mean, uh, so I hope the, the folks who are listening in, like we're, we're speaking about this partly because it helps us as two business founders and partners to talk about these things. So you're, you're in it with us in terms of witnessing a conversation we've never had. So I hope that's helpful. But I think there's also this piece of like translating into your own work and your own world and your own life, kind of what we're right. talking through here. And uh, and uh, and so please do that, you know. And and that, and another piece I think for me that I hope is like imminently translatable, you know, is like what is the outside uh, to do? What is uniquely mm-hmm. asked to do? What is the role that we play in the bigger picture of kind of like systemic change work, long term? change in often very rigid system structures institutions you know and like and is it reasonable to expect in the role that we play that we're going to have that type of outcome where we're measurably transforming the system as a whole and if you think like our role in general is up front and early mm-hmm. our role is as the guy at the world health organization said loosening the bolts you know our job is coming in and like creating the conditions to go launch a bunch of experiments and try things out our job is in many ways to like it's like to build the momentum and build the belief and build the uh the range of perspectives and the contributions towards getting something done over a long period of time. Like we're on the very front end of massive changes, <laughs> right? Either because they've already begun to lift off and someone's like, come and help us amplify this, or they're right at the beginning and they're like, we got to lift this thing, you know? And so I think there's something about like, what is a realistic expectation in the first two to four years of a massive effort at changing an institution that's been around 150 years, a system of organizing that's been around for 300 years, you know? And so I think these are, yeah, I think we can be, what are the, what might be the outcomes we would expect during those first periods, you know? And is that more about like the loosening of the current reality, the opening up of streams of creativity and activity that wouldn't otherwise have been there, the connectivity of multiple different stakeholders and players and people who are suddenly in the debate rather than marginalized and excluded from it. Those might be the type of measures we're looking for, right? Uh, Rather than where I was at when I first read that document. Yeah, well, and... You know, I just heard you saying we're at the beginning. And I think um, for those of the folks who listen, who are not outside consultants and aren't coming in at the beginning of a project, I think for the folks in the systems, it might actually feel like in the middle or toward the end, mm. their last gasp, like we're going to try one last mm. thing. Do you know? What? So I just mm. like to name that um, when we talk about in the beginning and loosening bolts, and I love uh, um, our client from Feed Nova Scotia it's called this liquid wrench, liquid wrenches. The other day. I thought it was so good. I was like, I've never. I know. We're all like, we're all like the outside man. You got to use like, you know, organic, <laughs> orga- organic metaphors. 
And my clients are like, no, man, you're loosening the bolts and you're a liquid red. Exactly. I was like, oh, okay. I like it. Fair enough. I like it. We are an entrenched, we talked about entrenched immovable (laughs) systems. So just to name, like at any, I think, I think the translation point for me is like at any point can be a beginning, any point. You know, it's like, oh, it's like our tagline. Whatever we do is where change begins. But Mm. it's like you really can just start at any point. It can be a new beginning. It can be a place of loosening the bolts. And I think the other thing that was not unexpected. So uh, so I'll call it mozzarella cheese because I can tolerate mozzarella cheese. I like it on a pizza. Uh, Do you you like the ones that, I mean, I like the ones that are kind of like, they come in water. They're like little balls and and then you chop those. Oh, you like the... You like the, I like, you the, like the fake mozzarella. I like the kind you like, put on pizza. Oh, I see that. I don't think that's really You don't mozzarella. like pizza? Like a, I love pizza. Do you not like the cheese on pizza? I don't know. I generally think they put pretty crappy cheese on pizza. You know, it's like not really cheese. Oh, well, that's probably why I like you it because I don't like cheese. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. remember? <laughs> oh. Yeah. So, uh, I like mozzarella yeah. cheese. So, this was not unexpected. And actually not hard at all to hear, but holy frick, it feels like a hard nut to crack. It's like mm. this language piece, this uh. making our language accessible. We are constantly talking about this edge we're on around yeah. how do we create another future, create a new system, create what's next using different language, but not get totally lost in the language. It just continues to kind of confound us. It continues to confuse us. It's feedback we get from every place and everywhere. And I think, well, I think in a couple of things, we're taking it on for real this year. I think we're going to talk, we're going to start writing. We're going to shift up the website, but I, because I also find a line. I like, I'm not, I'm not going to, I mean, we've been told to dumb it down. Like I'm not doing that. I'm not dumbing it down. I'm not backing off from what we're trying to do. And yet very consistently, we get the feedback that our language is impenetrable and that is not helpful or accessible and does not move us toward equity. Um, So. No. Yeah. And I think it's a, you know, I think it is something to do with the outside. I think it's something to do with this field as a whole. I think there's a lot of jargon in it. We've even got a document we've developed called the jargon jukebox, which is like where people can go in and be like, yeah, social innovation versus social entrepreneurship versus social policy versus what (laughs) are you talking about? I know. Right. The prototyping and the stages of prototyping and like field prototyping and testing and then scenarios and uh, yep simulations. Anyway, uh, I mean it's it's a, it's a bit nuts, so isn't it? Um, uh, and I think because we are, uh, I think because we're doing we're doing very hard work in a very soft way in some ways. Mm-hmm. Like we're centering equity, but we're also centering relationships, right? And we're making a direct tie between the quality of relationships you build is going to be, um, uh, it's going to massively impact the quality of results you can achieve. And so we get comments like, that's where the mushrooms comment came from, right? It sounds like you've been on mushrooms when you when you talk about your work, or like, or like it, it, it can it can sound like you're in a cult, or like your is your target middle aged white women with dreadlocks? Did he say something with, wild with with dreadlocks? You know, who are kind of like hippie, free spiritish? 
you know? Yeah, and use crystals and do yoga on the beach. And so and so it's like <laughs> That was our kindest. That was I'm sorry. And that was a direct quote actually from the brand audit. Just to I just literally read that from the brand audit just now. <laughs> um, and so and so it's not unfamiliar feedback yeah. to us. I don't think it's unfamiliar feedback to the art of hosting community where we stemmed yeah. from. I think we have very deliberately made an effort to kind of mainstream our work and to build a more rigorous and stronger language around it. Um, uh, but I, I, I don't know what to do about it. And, and I think we just have to start experimenting. And, and I think one of the things about where we're going is we may actually start working with journalists. Mm-hmm. We may start working with writers who are used to putting things into the public realm in a way that they become very accessible. So I think we need to, we're kind of moving away from having creative writers to really having some folks come in who can like write very succinctly and powerfully and targeted, you know? Yes, I think that that's a skill set we just need to bring in and learn from and work with. And I'm excited Mm. about it because if I think about it in terms of equity, right, we actually wouldn't be inviting more and different people into the work. You know, my mother is one of our accountants and she's still kind of like, well, I like what you do, but I don't quite understand it. Do you know what I mean? And I think that that's problematic. I think that it's problematic. I think it's like an essential problem. And I think not only are we getting, just I wanted to say to you, I think not only are we getting it from the art of hosting community, like that kind of like language that folks don't understand, but I think from social justice, right? There's an in and an out. You get the language or you don't get it, right? There's there's signaling that you do. And so I think we come from kind of lineages that are a bit obtuse and have an- Let alone, and, let alone the social entrepreneurship world, the social innovation world. I mean, all of these worlds we've pulled from, like the pioneers of change stuff, all of that, you know? Then you get into like the organizational development world. Yeah. Like, what are they talking about? I mean, like, it is saturated, you know? And I think- and not necessarily, not necessarily saturated in academic language, because that's the other thing we get. Like, on the one hand, we're hippies. On the other hand, we sound like ivory tower academics. You know, on the other hand, we, you know, we sound like, like tech innovators. It's like, what? what? And all of those fields have in, in folks and out folks. And I think that that's fundamentally mm. what we're trying to disrupt. And so we've just yeah. fallen into that particular, I mean, and I'm not feeling super judgmental about us. I'm just simply saying like we've fallen into that pattern and that trap. And I think it it's really on us as folks who care about equity in the way of we want to help things be more equitable, not we want to do equity work in this way that has to be like this and look like this, but actually we want to create a more equitable world. Like when you get challenged on your language as being exclusive and impenetrable, like that's like something you have to take on. So we'll try give it a go watch this space exactly so the other thing that's happened which i think is interesting out of the out of the retro is this um this idea that we need to uh center the work not center you and i mm. and i think in the in the kind of launch years like we you know this came off the the followings and the work that you and i had done and then we had partnered and kind of launched this business together and combined our relationships and our networks and all of that to create the outside, you know? And now it's at a point where if you go to the website, like you see Tim and Tuesday before you see the list of clients, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Like you see the podcast before you see what we're doing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. you know? And so I think there's been something, I think another piece, and I think this will really help with the previous conversation we just had around language, is actually to put the work in the center, to put the stories of the work that illustrate why the concepts we're talking about have such practical power. And so I think that's the that's another piece that's been kind of interesting for us. But I think it's also inv- it's inviting you and me to step back and really create the conditions for the outside and outsiders to rise, you know. And I think that's a really exciting part of this as well. And I think it's somewhat of a, I mean, both you and I are like, how are we going to do that? Because so much of this is on people's relationships to us. But at least for me, it also feels like something of a relief, you know, it's like, great, this means this is, this is a question about how we distribute leadership, how we distribute voice, how we center the actual work we're doing rather than centering us as personalities. Yeah. And I think that there's even some disagreement among our team at how, like, if that's what we want to do. And I don't mean between me and you, but like, actually, is it time for us to do that? Do we need to, um build a little bit more before we do that. But I know you and I feel excited about it. <laughs> I know you and I are saying mm. like, yes, how do we, how do we begin? What is the right role for us in this ecosystem? Yes. Understanding that our relationships and, and that came out in the retrospective too. clients really feeling that it was the relationships with the two of us that, that were yeah. incredibly important. And so there's not a sense of like wanting to run away prematurely. I want to be clear. I'm still down, but I'm still looking for what, but I, but I am looking for what is the right role because the work is done by many of us. And so, and the work is really, really good. And so is there a different role for us? Is there a different way for us to talk about it? How do we share so that the work is front and center? And, um, that's great. You get us and that's fantastic. And you get us in some ways and not in others. Um, but I, I love this movement to centering the work. It feels just right to me. And we'll have to see because yeah. we're learning about it. And like I said, there's even some disagreement on our team on like what that looks like. Right. right. And, and it's a direction we're going. And I think one of the things we've learned is you, you set direction and then things begin to build a momentum of their own and a speed of their own that is right to the capacity and the circumstance that are around it, you know. And so I think that's part of what we're up to. That's right. Um, so I think that's just like a little glimpse, you know, yeah. I mean, like we have this language of like, uh, you know, it's iterative, immersive systems change. <laughs> There's a bit of jargon for you. But I'm kind of in love with it. And, and we've gone through two and a half years. And of course, we've got lots and lots of things that allow us to pivot and change in the short term. But that was really like a two and a half year summative loop for us, like a an opportunity for us to stop and take a breath and be like, what? And so there's lots more we could share. But I think those are the kind of highlights we wanted to throw out there and uh, just to maybe help others who are out there trying to figure out their path and their role and how they operate um, uh, in a way that's aligned with integrity, but generates what you need in the world to live the life you want. You know? I think it's really exciting. I'm so glad. I'm so glad we asked on multiple fronts. How are we doing? And yeah. we're able to listen. So yeah. that feels I great. Think, I got the song. That, the oh, you song. got the song? Yeah, yeah. So we do the song first, yeah? Yeah. Okay, so the song is called Lemon. And it's by a group, Nerd, N-E-R-D. Oh, I love this song. Which stands for No One Ever Really Dies. And Rahana, because she's, she's, she's my favorite. Uh, so Lemon by Nerd and Rahana. And it actually starts off with. The truth will set you free, but first it'll piss you off. Hey, bad bitches want to be my bait. Hey. 
bouncing. So have fun. I love this song. It makes me want to just move my body. So if you've not heard it before, check it out when you're in the mood to move your body. I love it. Now I just watched um, on the on the uh, on the BBC. They just had a, a show where one of my favorite poets in the world, um, Lem Sisse, walked through one of my favorite places in the world, which is Dentdale in Cumbria. And so the the BBC is running this series of shows called Winter Walks and and various folks. And so Lem Sisse basically walked through the, I mean, it's just the, one of the most magical places in the world. My family has a little cottage in this dale in Cumbria. It is just beautiful. Um, and he walked through. And, and so I think I'd like to just do a short little Lem Sisse poem. Great. Doesn't that sound like nice? It was amazing to see him walking through Dent, you know, where I've spent so much of my life kind of like playing and growing up and uh and in many ways i think it's where so much of my relationship to the outside was formed you know if i think about the land that i walk on that feels like home it's this particular dale in cumbria it's this place and uh yeah it's a very short poem maybe it might even be a quote i don't know if it's the whole poem but i think it's i think it's the whole poem and I think it fits with our theory, our kind of retrospective, iterative thing. How do you do it? Said Knight. How do you wake and shine? I keep it simple, said Light. One day at a time. I love that. Isn't that nice? So good. He's he's an amazing, amazing wordsmith. Let's just say, thank you for that. Yeah, that was really fantastic. All right, friends. (sighs) I think that's what we got for this time. It is. Take good care, friends. Have a good one. (laughs) 